What's up, guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today we're going to be talking about the power of reframing. But first, if you're a brand new listener, two things we hit on in this podcast, health and fitness and business. Health and fitness side of things, we run an online health coaching company, SD Evolution. Main goal there is to filter through the bullshit and teach our clients you know, what the real stuff is, what really matters, how to create healthy lifestyle changes that lead them to, lead them to those goals. On the business side, pretty unique perspective. We're not at the top of the food chain by any means, but we have had a lot of success. We run SD Evolution like we just talked about, but we also lease the software we utilize for client management to other coaches. That's our second business, Fit Coach Pro. So on the podcast here, we just talk about some things that haven't gone well, some things that have gone really well, and just kind of walk you through our journey. So if there's anything you can apply as far as basic principles to your life, if you're an entrepreneur to your business itself, or even if you're working for somebody else, you know, some basic things you can apply to make sure you can do everything you can to climb the ladder and be as successful as possible in whatever position that you're in. Um, if you are a returning listener, please leave us a review, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, share us on social media, tag us, let us reshare all that with uh, with the followers. So anything we can do to, to spread the good word and, and keep this thing going in the right direction. But like we talked about today, the power of reframing. So first of all, to kind of give you guys the rundown, we pride ourselves, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, on customer service. So there is so much terrible service out there. And if you've heard previous podcasts, you know we're talking about it all the time. But we pride ourselves on doing as much as we can for our clients and our and our, our customers and people using, you know, everything that we offer. We want to make sure that we're there for them in any any way that we can. So there is a lot of apprehension, especially in the customer service field, with dealing with quote unquote angry clients, angry customers. So a lot of pushback just on the thought itself makes people very uncomfortable. If someone calls in just to ask a question, they send an email, they want support in some way, shape or form, we are immediately kind of taken aback. Like we've done something wrong or they're mad or they're in the wrong for some reason, but it's usually not the case. It's, it's actually very rarely the case. And if they are upset, it's pretty easy to fix it. As long as you can give them a viable solution moving forward, they tend to be pretty happy about it. Yeah, I think, I mean, anybody who gets some sort of negative quote-unquote feedback, whether it be from a customer or just from any aspect of your life, we tend to either, number one, put the blame on ourselves for it, which rightfully so, maybe there's something you could have done better, but number two, I think it's very natural to also be super defensive, especially when it comes to you know your own business being feeling like you're being attacked or you know getting any sort of negativity it can be really easy to just feel like you have to defend yourself but there's an alternative way to go about that and we'll sort of dive into that today and I think that ultimately you know you just have to put yourself in the shoes of the customer and of the client and figure out what it is that they need to feel a little bit better yeah and the main idea for this podcast episode specifically actually came as I was going through Fit Coach Pro emails. So, you know, we are a, uh, a four-man team over at Fit Coach Pro. We, we're all jack-of-all-trades doing a little bit of everything. And I noticed that as the emails are piling up, we're, we're growing our business and, you know, more and more people are reaching out. I was actually getting anxiety when I was opening my, when I was going to, to open my emails. So, Already right off the bat, I'm like, oh my God, who called or who emailed, who needs help, what went wrong, what could have happened? And in actuality, nobody was actually mad. 
they just needed help. They needed some support. They needed advice on how to do something because obviously as the creators, we know how things were designed for what specific purposes and the most efficient way to use those. So 99% of the time, it was just those types of questions. So understanding this and realizing I'm creating this issue in my own head, not that it was an issue, but creating an issue in my head, I needed to positively reframe. So literally before I open that email, before I even go to punch in the account and log in, I say to myself in my head, how can I help? Totally reframe what's going on. So rather than, oh my God, who's upset, yada, yada, yada. It's me proactively wanting to know what I can do for our customers and our clients and our consumers and what I can do to help them take it to the next level. How can I help them? So I'm positively engaged now. It's allowing me to provide better service. The anxiety goes away. And now I'm in a much better position to provide the best service. And I look forward to creating, you know, better relationships and helping our users in any way that I can. So just by going from, oh my God, what went wrong? Who's upset to how can I help is a total mindset shift. Yeah. So when you talk about anxiety, I mean, that's something a lot of us deal with. And anxiety really is the thought process of you're worrying about something that hasn't taken place yet or could possibly be in the future, but you're putting yourself in a situation mentally where you're worried about the what if. And, you know, we obviously can get anxiety in so many different areas of our lives, but no matter how you look at it or what you're dealing with, you can sort of pause and get mindful for a second and like Josh did, reframe it into a positive spin or just focus on what you absolutely know you can do in that moment and it can help so much just from the anxiety perspective um, for example a lot of people have anxiety when they start going to a gym and the act of working out can bring about such intense feelings of anxiety when you're doing it in a public place and you aren't really at that level of confidence yet so in this situation, how do you use the power of reframing in, in that instance? What do you do? So you kind of just, number one, remind yourself of your why. We talk about your why a lot and figuring out what that is is the first step. So it's often not just about weight loss or losing body fat or looking better on the outside, but what is the really deep internal motivator for you to start doing this? Tie yourself to that and almost go through a list in your head of what could possibly go wrong when you get to the gym. So I something that I have clients do is sort of lay out like every possible scenario. And from those scenarios that you're thinking about, reframe them into something really good that could come of it. So that reframing aspect really is key in anything that we're doing, but it really can help so many different scenarios, no matter what it is that you're anxious about or that's causing you this stress in your life. So are those realistic scenarios they're going through or are they like fantasy scenarios? Are they, how in depth are they getting? Well, when you think of something that you're anxious about, they could be realistic, they could be fantasy, but literally if they are real or really just far-fetched, it still is real to that person often, especially if they're just super new to the gym. So listing them out, no matter how quote unquote real they may be, is important because it allows you to sort of look at it with a new lens and then progress from there and kind of go through the different scenarios of you know, what could happen as a result of that or what could happen instead of that or maybe you go through and you think oh this actually wasn't really that scary to even if it did happen so I think it's important to kind of work through and either reframe those scenarios in your head or 
come to terms with it being something that might happen and it's likely not the end of the world. Absolutely. And I think that kind of highlights the point that you can relate or you can use reframing for anything. So it doesn't just have to be about anxiety. It doesn't just have to be about the fear of something. It can be a different tone setter. So something I talk about with our coaches is to stop saying, I think, and to start saying, I believe. So just going through client check-ins, if we're going through and saying, I think we're ready for an adjustment, or I think we should do X, Y, and Z next, I think leaves room for question. And it's not that we don't have open conversations with our clients. Everything's an open dialogue. But when you say, I think it sounds like you're not confident in what you're moving forward with. So by reframing that from, I think we should do this to, I believe we should do this. You now have facts in your corner. So you've obviously come to the conclusion from some type of data Based on that data, I believe this is the best step moving forward. And what that's doing in the client's head is making them not second guess you. So again, the dialogue's open, but there isn't going to be a sense of doubt in the back of their mind because a client just said, oh, well, you said you think, what are, the, what are the other potential avenues? By saying, I believe they're fully buying into that, they're on board, they're going to adhere better, and it's just a much stronger path moving forward. Yeah, and let's say you're somebody just on your your own health and fitness journey, not really working with the coach. One of the questions that we have our clients answer every week in our weekly check-ins is how are you setting the tone for today? And that kind of, you just said, set the tone. And that reminded me of this example too. Um, so just being intentional about how you speak about your goals and and your habits and what's getting you to your goals is really important. And how you start that day and start every day and set the tone for each day really matters and our words matter our thoughts matter everything that we're thinking throughout the day when we wake up in the morning it all sort of steers you as you go about your day so by setting the tone for each day you're essentially asking yourself how can I help myself in this moment to set the tone for today um, by doing a simple thing so throw a, throw me some examples of how our clients set the tone for each day morning walk morning meditation um, morning stretching for setting the tone for the earlier in the day, not at night. Reading. You still do that. Reading. Yep. Anything that's going to allow you to sort of get mindful and not take in any, you know, news media, social media, anything external. It, it forces you to sit within yourself. And stay grounded. Stay grounded and set the tone for yourself before all of these other things sort of come about you come about and, you know, impact you in some way. So the whole point in this is you can use this for any area in your life. So anything that you kind of identify as a point of weakness, anything you currently have a negative connotation towards, figure out how you can reframe that. So another example I love to use is changing I have to to I get to. I have to go to work to I get to go to work. I have to go to the gym to I get to go to the gym. I get to go work on my life and improve my life and all these other aspects. So remembering these are opportunities. You have to be grateful for them. And by changing your perspective towards them, you're going to change the effort level that you, you put out towards them. And you're going to change the result that you go out and get out from them. Because if you're constantly saying, I have to, I have to, I have to, there's going to be a significant number of days where you don't. You just don't do what I have to. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to or do it. Or you're just miserable while doing it. Entirely. So your effort level is just shit as you go throughout it. But I get to do this. I have the opportunity to do this. That's called starting with your best foot forward. And that's how you're going to get the most out of everything you're doing. So all the things you currently feel like you have to do, 
you're just half-assing and you're not getting the most out of them anyway. Yeah, and a lot of people, so let's talk about this. That kind of ties into this topic really well. So a lot of people ask, you know, how do you stay motivated every day? And the answer a lot of fitness people and professionals give is you don't. Motivation ebbs and flows. It's all about the discipline. So how does this statement tie into being disciplined every day? I think that gives somebody a clear picture of, you know, a simple switch and reframe that you can do to start becoming more disciplined without relying on motivation. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. So, and I would, well, I would say that, you know, to relate the two, motivation and gratefulness is essentially what we're, we're correlating this with. Motivation is like a fire in your belly. Gratefulness is like a full heart. So you're not always going to have that fire, not always going to have that energy and intensity level to go towards something that you know you're trying to work for. But you can always be grateful. You can be tired and be grateful. And by being grateful and understanding it's an opportunity and you're lucky and it's a blessing to be able to do whatever it is, you are much more likely to continue doing it. Yeah, something I really learned over the last year was that you can feel two emotions and feel two things at once. So like you just said, you can be tired and be motivated. You're going to be tired and be motivated when you start. That's what I meant. (laughs) Brain fart. But you're going to be, my point is you're going to be both things when you start. You're still accomplishing the same objective. Any sort of journey. So understanding that you don't always have to just feel one thing. It can be both. It can be really hard, but also really amazing. It can be challenging, but also adding simplicity to your life. So there are various things that can be applied at once. And by accepting that, you understand that it's going to ebb and flow and it's not always going to feel like this amazing, easy wave that just sort of crashes into the shore. I'm getting really out there, but just stick with me. Excuse my hippie host. It's it's multiple waves and they're going to come and they're going to go and they're going to be larger and they're going to be more calm, but you have to learn how to just ride it and understand that it's not going to look the same every single day. No, and to kind of parlay on top of that, you mentioned, you know, things are going to be challenging and working through them. So a lot of times the greatest joy we derive is after we overcome a challenge or work through a challenge. So just reading through 75 hard, that's been my reading for the past few days. You know, the whole objective of that is this is a mental challenge. So he puts you through, he sets out these, these physical guidelines. And the concept is that it's challenging to you mentally. It's obviously strenuous physically, but by being able to do these five things consistently every single day, that's the mental challenge. That's the mental hurdle. And when you overcome something like that, you know, 75 hard or otherwise, when you get through something like that and you accomplish by working through those mental challenges and not listening to that weak voice in the back of your head that's saying, stop, don't do this. I don't feel like doing this. You become more powerful in yourself and being able to understand what's happening, being aware of your uh, probability of not doing something and doing it anyway. So getting through to the end of that, seeing something through to the end is a massive, massive achievement. And that's something that you derive the greatest joy from in a lot of situations. So by reframing to kind of bring this back full circle, you are more likely to continue doing those little things you're supposed to do, paying attention to the details, getting through those monotonous tasks and the things you're really not looking forward to because you've reframed them in the right way. You've increased your probability of doing those consistently. Yeah, I think a lot of people quit before they give themselves the chance to prove to themselves that they can do it and that is really a big mental hurdle but when you 
push through those harder days and even though it may not be as perfect as you hoped it would be or it looks a little bit different than you thought it would you're still moving forward and that's what counts and that's what truly builds consistency and adherence over time absolutely so we're going to wrap it up here but a quick summary about everything we just talked about the power of reframing is essentially to take something you may be feeling anxious about you may be feeling weak or you know a negative connotation towards and reframing that into something that challenges you and not necessarily motivates you or excites you but gets you into a better mental space to get something done so i have to do i get to how can I help in those situations where I was talking about the anxiety towards the emails? What can I do to help you? How can I help you? How can I help you get the most out of this? That's a warm feeling. It's a fuzzy feeling. You're developing relationships and you're helping people achieve their goals and just looking for those areas in any aspect of your life and choosing to reframe those so you are more likely to continue doing those daily objectives that you need to to get the goal accomplished. So... Shut it off there. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes. We'll catch you guys in the next one.